you, you mentioned that it's hard to say sometimes I think I need to maybe make some changes yeah. it doesn't mean I'm weak it doesn't mean I'm wrong it doesn't mean I'm broken and I think that fits yeah. in with that conversation of it's personal development you know I roll time you know I'm a broken yeah. is that I need to be fixed or is it just that I need to make some changes to really get yeah. to where I want to be business personal relationships Apparently, your fitness is not based on how fast you run, it's how fast you recover. Mm. So if you run a mile and you can recover and ready to go again quickly, then you've, you've got it, you're there, and it's the same. So, you know, you have an argument with your, with your partner at home. Okay, everyone has arguments, it's completely normal, it's human, we're all stuck in boxes. But have the argument, and it's your ability to recover afterwards, it's your ability to say sorry. How fast can you say sorry and how fast can you make it better? And it's again with businesses, okay, I've messed up, this has gone wrong. What do you need to do to make it right? So yeah, without a doubt, it's just that recovery time. Hello and welcome to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast with your duo hosts, Helen and Lauren. We have another fantastic interview here for you today that we recorded with the wonderful Kirsty Tag from Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie is a world-renowned personal development brand for those of you that aren't quite aware of it tune in and hear more about it we obviously have lots and lots in common with Kirsty and what she does what she stands for the entire alignment with the company values from Dale Carnegie and into those that HEW stand for so another great interview as I say tune in turn off any distractions enjoy and most of all take more value from this than anything take your notes press pause identify what part of the show that you want to go back to share it live by it there are plenty of principles on here as well and should you want any further resource off the back of this interview follow us online on our instagram page it is in the link tree links on there for the dale carnegie's golden book or visit our website at www.helpingentrepreneurswin.com we look forward to hearing from you with your feedback with your reviews but for now enjoy Welcome to Lockdown Live. We have myself, Helen Williams, alongside my business partner, Lauren Brady. Hello, hello. And, and on the bottom of our screens, we have the lovely Kirsty Tag. Welcome, Kirsty. Hello, thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. Thank you, thank you for coming on. Kirsty is from the Dale Carnegie Organization, and she's a, a northern girl like myself and Lauren. So, we're going to have an absolute crack this lunchtime and really, really going deep on personal development, business development, all of the growth principles basically that business owners and businesses and corporates alike all benefit from. And what better way to learn from and adapt from than Dale Carnegie? The name and the utter respect that that all has with it is absolutely fundamental. And this comes from a time in, in history that is so instrumental for learnings and development. Dale Carnegie used to hang around with the likes of Thomas Edison and Franklin D. Roosevelt. And you know, it, 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 the three of us all hanging out together on a Sunday afternoon going to have the same impact on people. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it, yeah. the, the enormity. So, yeah, it's amazing to have you with us. So, Lauren, do you want to kick us off on, on asking Kirsty a few questions? I and do, get I do. Thanks, Helen. So, Kirsty, I mean, for, for me, it's great as well because I don't know you as well as, as Helen does. So I'm genuinely interested just to pick your brains 
tell us about who you are, you know, where you're from, where you've got to at this point. Yeah, and just uh, how you've ended up working as part of the Dale Carnegie organisation. Yeah. Oh, thanks, ladies. No, it's lovely to be part of this as well. And um, it's just dead nice to be seeing some smiling northern faces on the other end of the screen, which is good. I know, yeah, it is. Oh, let's get closer. I'll be stalking you next, Lauren. I stalk Ellen. I know what we were talking about this other day, weren't we? Anyway, I digress. So, um, yeah. I'm more interested than I am, Kirsty. My love is not the most talks and business. That's it. I love it. So, I'm Kirsty. And. Gosh, I've worked for Dale Carnegie now. The institution that it is, that were a serious, a really good introduction. Thanks, Helen. It's like no pressure working for a business with that kind of like heritage and kudos really in in, in business and personal development. So, yeah, I've worked for Dale Carnegie now for coming up to seven years, which wow. just sounds crazy. Yeah. And I, I have a combined role at Dale Carnegie. So... And we work with all different kinds and scales of organisations, which we might tap into a little bit later on. But typically, I work as a salesperson, account manager and consultant for lots of different organisations. So part in the businesses to work out exactly what they need their people to be doing differently and where their business is going and, and tie the two together, really. And then equally, I am a trainer as well. So I qualified as a Dale Carnegie trainer about uh, coming up to five years ago, I think it is now. And yeah, never looked back really. So that really cemented my understanding and learning of how to get someone from A to B really in where they want to be. And that is, yeah, you know, it's a badge of pride and honour that I, I wear that way because I've been qualified four or five years. But it takes a long time to become a Dale Carnegie trainer. You know, it's not just a a wham bam thank you ma'am really it's a long time of understanding how to shift performance change in the right way what brought you to this point yeah that's interesting (laughs) yeah there's got to be a story there's always a story with that yeah Yeah, I'll be honestly I, I didn't know I didn't know that I wanted to be in personal development it wasn't something that I went out to go and get that I thought you know what that's and business development really Uh, previous to that for about four or five years I was a freight forwarder for a company in Sheffield so that spent meant spending a lot of time with organizations understanding their import and export needs and I was so young you know I was like early 20s so honestly my career was like not a career it's for me it was a job and I was pretty much too busy partying and all the rest of the likes of stuff and traveling to be bothered and then I had my daughter and thought, oh, I think I best, I think I best like number one in some cash, number two, be a bit more serious and honestly fell into it. So I feel very, very lucky that when I went for the job, it was predominantly a sales job, Lauren. And I like sales, love people, love the fight of it, love the uh, the winning it, the feeling that you get when you win a contract, not shying away from that as well. And I, I love the commission, I love the, the lifestyle it gives you as well. And that's what I went in it as. And then literally like opening Pandora's box. I didn't know what I got into. So for me, that's I sort of fell into it and literally loved it. Just I wanted to drown myself in it. Brilliant. I didn't know that there was your entrance into it. Both me and Helen started in sales, people-based roles, where same thing, love the competition, love the goal setting. Again, very different. Like I can say personally, I'm not competitive against other people so much. For me, it's always about competing against myself, but then loving that 
environment, the conversation that opened up about reaching for more and how when you're having sales conversations, which again, in any element of business, when people label themselves MD, um, CEO, uh, startup entrepreneur, we're all at some point with the salesperson hat on. I'm, yeah. I'm really proud of that. I think it's because me and Helen started foot firmly in sales. Good for you. Conversations to what does that mean for me in terms of pushing myself? Yeah. How do I set goals? And then Pandora's box. So, yes, yeah, so, yeah. so many of us start there and then it just never stops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good for you, Lauren. I think, yeah, you know, it's a good insight that you, and we're always selling whether it's ideas or initiative or ourselves or product whatever we have got in our organizations it's always it's always selling and I think the minute we stop selling and then we stop thinking about that it's quite dangerous really I suppose 100% I'm I'm going to throw a question in there Helen I don't know how you feel about it but if someone has never heard of Dale Carnegie if they've never heard the name read a book can you explain what the Dale Carnegie organization is and why giving him a bit of a godlike pedestal here (laughs) just a quick summary of what it means Absolutely, yeah. So I think you'd probably be loving that. There's lots of people in Dale Carnegie that would be be loving that. And I think that comes with the heritage and it comes with, like we said before, the institution and the history behind it. And what that does is it cements our knowing. So Dale Carnegie was very famous in the 1930s and 40s and beyond for creating workplace enthusiasm, workplace learning, self-development in itself way back when. And what that sort of looked like, probably what it's most famous for as a person, not an organisation, as such is the books. So he published lots of different books and his two most famous books. There we go. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's an old one of that, Ellen, as well. Yeah. Well, well done, this one. Yeah, yeah, you can see where I'm surprised there's not notes in it. Don't show us your notes in that book. <laughs> so, yeah, the book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it's still very much the backbone of how we help support and and help build and grow organizations today really and what that book does is it it has they you know dale carnegie calls it principles you know what it's just tools it's tools and and practical tips on how to be a genuinely good human whether that's in business whether that's out of business and i think what you're talking about there lauren is when when you give that introduction helen around the it being an institution and the history it's because things change, the market changes, outside changes, our businesses change. But one thing that businesses so far have kept mostly as their most expensive asset, and you guys will know this, is their people. So it's human to human connection, communication, and that's at the heart of what we would we would look for. We would and we would work with an organisation with. So I suppose today, Dale Carnegie Training is now an organization globally in its own right and and it's an organization that globally supports our sports businesses to achieve what, what they want through developing their people through and then in turn looking at their own processes as well and how how the the, the tools from the books can strengthen that really so I suppose that's how we operate today and I'm a tiny part of that business that uh, hangs around South Yorkshire and now Lancashire and works with businesses all across the north of England I work with so and globally as well seeing as we're now online. (laughs) So Kirsty when when businesses and organisations approach 
the Dale Carnegie organization. Yeah. Do they come to you with specific objectives? So they're coming to you with objectives to, you know, increase their sales, increase their profits, or do they come to you with that, uh, what you say is at the core and the heart of what you do to build and develop the culture of their people? Yeah. How, how do they approach you? Yeah, thanks, Evelyn many different prongs so sometimes we'll have a champion so like you Helen who's read the book and, and you Lauren who, who you know they love self-development and they've seen what it's done from the, for them uh, they might have experienced Dale Carnegie in a past role and they'll come and say oh you know I've moved to this new organization and and this did this for me and this is what where I'm operating and I saw it happening in my teens so can we have a bit of that and we all love those because you're like, as a salesperson, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I suppose, you know, when people are that passionate about how they've experienced it, it's rightly so. And then, as you know, as consultants yourself as well, that sometimes businesses don't know what they need. Yeah. And that's the art yeah. in the conversation, the questioning, the supporting a business in the right way. So we'll just have a conversation with organisations and sometimes they'll start with what we like to call the macro. So, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh my goodness, we've got to get our sales 25% growth up or, you know, we really do need to hit better targets in our employee engagement. Oh my goodness, leadership's causing us a massive headache. We've got succession planning to look at. Uh, we need a leadership pipeline. Uh, and then sometimes it's the micro stuff. So they'll say, this person just can't deal with this person very well. And they don't use this stupid voice. This is just my <laughs> customer voice. <laughs> so they'll come with a micro, a micro challenge and a micro headache, right? To say yeah. this person needs to perform differently because otherwise the business is going to be halted, which is important. So yeah. every, yeah. Single, every single approach, really. And we would, we would always try and work out what the organisation needs. And then... Without a doubt, there'll be something where Dale Carnegie can really add value to that organisation, you know, and, and take away that headache, make it a bit easier on business owners as well to hit their own targets. You know, everyone's got their own targets to hit. Everyone's got their own pressures. Yeah. So, yeah, we would work with businesses to do that. I mean, what I find fascinating, and, and, and this is me, obviously, sort of making a comparison that's uh, that's equally no comparison like you'll understand what I mean here so you've got Del Carnegie and you've got HUW right <laughs> so they, there's the comparison that's equally no comparison but in terms of the fundamentals here right because we have the same where businesses come to us with a problem that, yeah. could be that they want to increase their sales or something like that yeah. and the ethos as you, you know Kirsty how we operate within HEW is hashtag you first and oh, it always yeah. comes down to the individual it always comes down to you know their personal development their health their happiness Brilliant. their fulfillment and all their personal aspects of themselves that they're in control of that they can transfer then into the business so in terms of the tools and the techniques and the approaches then through the Dale Carnegie organizations there's very very like similar approaches. yeah and people don't always recognize the fact of how powerful and instrumental they are as the yeah. individual and the people at the Massive. heart of a business to make the business absolutely successful. Everybody <laughs> always goes for the external sexy strategies, don't they? Yeah, they look yeah. Where to put the blame, they look elsewhere to put the focus. When yeah. actually, if you put everything then internally and take that diversion and hold your hand up through that responsibility, yeah. a lot of the answers are there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, really good insight. And that's the hardest route, isn't it, though? That's the hardest, <laughs> hardest route. It's just so difficult for people to do. 
And, and Kirsty, we've got like, we've got so many questions we can talk to you all day. So we, we promise we'll try and condense them. But we, I think you mentioned something there about when you said the principles are tools, let's keep it simple and just how to be a good human. Yeah. And like how you're saying there, when we speak to entrepreneurs and business leaders, you know, I've done a lot of work with people who are not self-employed. I think because I've been really public about, I've gone self-employed, employed, self-employed self again. And for me, the titles aren't always that important. Yeah. When you're dealing with leaders, when you're dealing with people who, you know, who get shit done, who fucking roll up their sleeves want to go for it. Yeah. It's not about you being a bad person if you're not getting the result. But what I think is about the Dale Carnegie principles, it's they're so transferable. If you yeah. work on these principles in your team and business, yeah. if you work on these principles in your relationship, and I suppose that brings us nicely onto the next quick question we have for you, Kirsty, which is personal development, how it goes across so many spectrums. Yeah. Because I think this is something here in the UK it's kind of looked at a little bit different. I know the Carnegie organization is worldwide. Yeah. Do you see a big difference, obviously, being UK-based with how this is all talked about, how it rolls on from business to, to personal life and everything in between? Yeah. So, absolutely, in answer to your question, there's a difference. There's a difference globally. I think that's one thing that, you know, when it comes to Dale Carnegie is – without a doubt, one of our our strengths, right? We we are where everybody else, where, where you are, where other people are as a, an organisation. We're on the ground there. Because I think what you're talking about there, Lauren, is very much cultural. So, you know, if we've got an organisation that's got an office in Poland, got an office in China, you know, they might distribute to America, they've got an office over there, they've got um, a UK, I don't know, head office or something like that. The how we support organisations is making sure that we sit where they are in their own cultural right, in their own, in their own land, if you like. And that's not just speaking. That's not just the language. It's understanding how to connect it on an emotional level with people who live in that area. Mm-hmm. And in answer to your question about the US, yes. So it's viewed differently way across the globe. And when it comes to UK personal development, not just business development, the US it's obviously it's vast so this is a sweeping statement but the way that people engage with Dale Carnegie in the US is a lot different to the UK and in, and what I mean by that is they want it personally for themselves so there will be a lot of businesses and um, schools and open what we call open enrollments where they would come to us and they would ask us can I go on a Dale Carnegie course oh my gosh I want that Dale Carnegie course whereas in the UK we're like Dale Carnegie, and they'll come back here like, if they're not in the network, like who's that? Whereas you know it's really well known in the in the US, partly because of the heritage and where it's from, but equally because the market's different, the ability to equip equip a younger generation with the skills needed to commit and communicate right with another person is just a little bit stronger. And then you've got you know places in the APAC area. And not so much a mayor, but in, in APAC, it would it's part of the curriculum. Dale Carnegie is part of the school curriculum. It, yeah, what a difference it would make to generations coming through. And I know that you guys do a lot of work with colleges and we got you yeah. got involved with Sheffield College and stuff as I think we were part of a unit doing that, weren't we? Which were good. But yeah, and and we have to really push and really try hard and get that funding and get people to give the time. But actually it's just the norm in a lot of places. So, yeah, it is very different and it's very different across the globe, people's attitude to the importance, not only of personal development, but of the fact that it doesn't stop. 
because yeah. it, it's got to continue. You, you, it, whether that's personally, whether that's business, it, you guys know if you work with a business and you work with them for on one project, it's like that's great, and we might have shifted it a little bit further, but oh don't let go like keep it going how are you going to keep it going so me and Helen have these conversations all the time because again something we speak really openly about we never want to stand up here as as people who have done a shitload of work like we've done loads of the work ourselves and (laughs) in that lane of growing moving forward but we never want to sit there and be like we figured it out got it all sorted you know we're we're really open on those conversations which is what always learning you know you get past one barrier brilliant little celebration oh a whole new host of challenges ahead so my next question on the back of that Kirsty sorry Helen I'm like I've got so many questions today I talk to Kirsty all the time (laughs) she'll ask me them them later on WhatsApp won't you Hel yeah. <laughs> Might not be one for a live stream. No, I'm not being bored and banned. So here in the UK, I get the distinct impression people find it indulgent, like self-development, self-improvement. Yeah. Um, I say the UK, I'm from an Irish family. Oh yeah. So I, I, I say, well, I'm I more say, in two years, not even morning, is it? <laughs> so I think I say things to Helen all the time and she's like, What is that saying? And like, you know, if someone's getting a bit ahead of themselves, like I, I hear it in my mum's voice, notions yeah. they're getting, notions they're they're getting of themselves. And so it's not meant as an insult or in any bad way, but yeah. I think culturally we do kind of have this underlying thing, which is it's not that we don't want you to get ahead, but don't be so bloody self-indulgent. What do you think about personal development being self-indulgent? Yeah, you, you're really instinctive, Lauren. I think, and also funny, that's hilarious. Notions. I'm going to I'm going to say that to my my yeah. daughter. You get notions about you. Okay, notions about yourself. Yeah. You are. I <laughs> just, just just get knocked down a peg or two, will you? Yeah. Do you know what we see this all the time? So we see it as well culturally. Uh, in an organisation where there might be somebody in some in a certain role, like we said before, and they've got this special job title, and then they've got people working what they call not with them but under them, and they might not want somebody to progress because they're thinking, oh my gosh, that person, oh god, if you wouldn't develop yourself that way, you, you're going to be above me. So there's a lot of that that we see, the you know the vying for, and and that's a, that's not a self development problem, that's a leadership problem, so that people feel like they want to empower people to progress rather than keep down there and then equally yeah sometimes it is seen as a little bit people get a little bit big-headed like my mom would say it's big-headed about it so and as someone's growing what we find is quite often if someone works with us on a personal level as well because we work with businesses and uh, on an individual basis then and you guys might find this that they grow so much that if people don't grow around them, it becomes really disparate that actually they need to be in a different place. And that's not a different workplace, but it might be a different headspace. It might be, and, and it might mean that um, we find this as well. A lot of, a lot of uh, people will come to us afterwards and say, you know, I, I like this because it's giving me that, that kick of that friendship as well, because I, I don't know if I've got any friends that are in that business arena, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking bigger and I'm thinking better and I'm growing as a person and I can't get it out enough to tell people. So, yeah, people move and people grow, and you're absolutely right. But it, I think as a culturally, as a as a country, you know, this is just my opinion. And as I think we've got a lot of work to do, really, in, in the personal development space, I think people need to play out in it more. 
but with the sort of introduction of things like podcasts and things that are more accessible for free I think it is shifting so I, I would say it's shifting and people are more susceptible to be able to just plug in instantly and watch a quick video and think oh what's that and just stretch people's mind a little bit more it's quite fashionable I suppose now isn't it to, to sort of want to do something a little bit different so yeah and, and also I think people are a bit bored in lockdown so they might be a bit like do you know what what else can I do it is still a lot more work to do oh yeah <laughs> there of sound that's just it's just echoed so I'm really sorry where that's coming from I've got mine I don't know but it's just had some kickback yeah it's because I think there's still a long way to go we are making short waves and 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 what have you and, and bits of progression but I think you know people like ourselves we're, we're all flag bearers for development and, yeah for all of that because you know we we practice it ourselves and then we help other people with that ripple effect I just want to ask you Casey off the back of that with when you said about you know you can grow but then the people around you don't necessarily grow and then they've got opinions of you know you could be big-headed you could be this you could be that seven years ago when you first started getting into Dale Carnegie obviously it's different now because you you've got your core people around you you you've got all your colleagues around you your partners also part of Dale Carnegie so there's, yes. you know, there's a lot of development and a lot of progression in your household there is. you know and kind of yeah we've had discussions on the fact of you bring the kids up in that way and you know yeah. they brought up on Dale Carnegie principles yeah was that always like that or did you have a core sort of element of people and your friendship circle that were like yeah. all right okay so now you've got this job and you think that you're better than everybody else kind of thing were they ever that <laughs> This is hilarious. That's a, that's what we would call um, Helen. We would call that a bullseye question, right? So, yeah, it's straight straight to the point and straight to the heart, really. In answer to your question, people thought I'd gone crazy. Number one, they thought I'd joined a cult. Yeah. And you know, if you look up the definition of a cult, <laughs> could be. <laughs> It depends what connotations you want to put on that. I'm quite happy to be involved in this cult and it doesn't hurt anybody. You know, that's that's like saying CrossFit is a cult. Well, it, it sort of is, but is it doing people better harm? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, people might join Slimming World. That's also a bit like that. I'm, obviously, they're not any brand awareness that was going off in here. But anyway, it's not. It's just a group and an organisation and, and, it, and it helps you to grow, like you said, Helen. So I think... Without a doubt. And, you know, when you, when you allow yourself that growth and you realise that that's something that's at the core really important to you, then you make decisions in your life that changes your life in that respect. And that absolutely happens to me. And in terms of the reasons for being in an organisation as well, you know, my reasons for being in this organisation is a lot different to my partners. You mentioned my partner also works in, in Dale Carnegie. But I think at the core of it, it does help when somebody understands how to connect as a human on a on a, a good level now we always have a laugh about it and say you know Dale Carnegie principles don't belong at home because sometimes you're just like oh my god what have you done and that's obviously not the best way to communicate with people. but I think the other thing is 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 just it's just that core understanding at a level of just how to build and be a decent human and how to build that relationships and what we find when we work with lots of organizations is it happens in a business 
So somebody might develop themselves or they might, for example, come on one of the courses or they might go on something else like work with one of you guys or whatever. And they might get that feeling of, oh, there's more in me. I see more in me and I want more for myself. And then sometimes, like you said, Lauren, it seems it looks as greedy to people. And then other people around them think rather than saying, oh, can I jump on that growth thing that you're going on? But can I have a bit of that? Because that's the hardest thing to say. The easiest thing to say is, have you seen her? Have you seen, look at that. What is she on about her? She's just going banging on about this all the time. And she's always focusing on this and focusing on that. And it, oh. so it's it's difficult. So I experience that in, in personal life, in my working life. And then equally, I see it in businesses all the time. Because the hardest thing is to recognise that actually probably there's some change that needs to happen in that in, in ourselves. So a couple of comments going on there for me so much of it comes from fear. Yeah. And it comes from a fear of change or a fear of growth. The thing that I always think of is like it's not that anybody as they grow and develop thinks they're better. It's not superiority, I hope, no. most of the time. It's just a case of sometimes you're in a plant pot that's this big and as you've grown oh, I can need a bigger plant pot and then I'm going to need a whole field because shit's growing and I'm, you know, it's <laughs> I'm on now. I'm no longer a tiny little battle plot. <laughs> I like so, this. You two are like, give me a planet. I need the full planet. This is I mean, how do you feel about that, Kirsty? when people, like I say, you, can, you, you mentioned that it's hard to say, sometimes I think I need to maybe make some changes. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm weak. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. It doesn't mean I'm broken. And I think that fits in with that conversation of is personal development, you know, I roll time, you know, am I broken? Yeah. Is that what I need to be fixed? Or is it just that I need to make some changes to really get yeah. to where I want to be, business, personal relationships? Yeah, absolutely. I think also it's it's our responsibility as coaches to help people to see that that change is really quite easy. You know, it's just a few tweaks and a few different ways of thinking. Uh, and I probably would say that's probably where the Dale Carnegie principles come into value for us. So Dale Carnegie principles are great to make everything good. You know, the, the good when things are good, quite natural. If you think about top three, which is the first three, sorry, not top three. The first three, which is don't criticize, condemn or complain. The second one is give appreciation. And the, if you look at the third one, it's about creating an eager want well when you look at those just as an example you can you can do those when things are good but when things are really hard and business is hard and life might be hard and there's a pandemic on and we're under pressure it's really quite difficult not to criticize condemn or complain so they're even more powerful when things are when you're in the shit, basically, they're even more powerful when you've got that headache. They're even more powerful when you've got to have that really tough conversation about your own life, about your business, maybe with your business partner. That's when they come really into play. And I think personally, that's all I can speak from really. I can speak as examples from our from our organisations. But personally, in answer to that question, you know, I would look at the principles and say which one how can this principle help me get through this situation? How can it make me feel valid in my own growth? How can it make me see things from the other person's point of view? And one thing I've learned from Dale Carnegie, the biggest takeaway I've ever had is it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about other people. And principle 17 in the book that you showed earlier, Helen, 
is try honestly to see it from the other person's point of view. And that honestly is really powerful because we can say, do you know what? Oh, it must be really awful or show a bit of sympathy or empathy if we can, if we've, we've walked in that, that, that sort of arena. But actually, are you honestly trying to see it from their point of view? And when we do, actually, we can probably see that the problem is with the other person. If they've got an issue with the growth, it's sort of not my problem. You know, and I'm going to flourish. And there's a saying, isn't there? The flower doesn't compare itself to anybody else. It just blooms. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's that sort of thing, really. So, yes, we can change our, uh, we can change ourselves, but we can't change someone else. So we've just got to keep going with ourselves, really, and just hope that someone jumps on that, you know, jumps in our little plant pot and then we can get a bigger plant pot together. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Oh, I could chat to you all day, Casey. I know Lauren can as well because there's so much alignment <laughs> between it and we love everything that's, you know, personal and business development. It's all about taking ownership and responsibility for our own shit. And it's also then uh, looking at the fact of how can we be aware and have that emotional understanding and sort of environmental understanding of everything and everyone around us as well. And like you said, yeah. control what we can control and that's a that's a massive principle within our organization is control the control good yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. which is hard isn't it it's hard to think about because it's hard to do yeah but this is where we're saying you know it is easy when you know how it's easy when you practice and you adopt these principles and you keep going at them and you you learn to practice them through the the rough times and the not so um, it's the whole when Kirsty was saying there about it's when shit gets tough that yeah. this stuff kicks in. And like we could use loads of nice analogies, but it's like you don't need a life jacket when the when there's no rough seas no. or when yeah. the plane's well. You know, you need your life belt and you need to know how to use it. And you need all of that stamina to bring yourself back up is is when shit goes wrong. Yeah, without it's a doubt. Preparing for that, isn't it? It's preparing for it. We all know that we could all sing along and 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 join hands and and skip through daisy fields. You know, I like to sit in a circle and sing from my yard as well. Any, any one of those, any one of those. You know, we can all do that and think that everything's fine and dandy. Yeah, but it's not. The challenges do happen. Businesses yeah. do face, you know, obstacles and challenges within their organisation, whether that be cultural, whether it be on a sales perspective, whether it be the bottom line, they come across obstacles the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's about, it, it is about adopting these practices and these principles so that we can bring them out of the toolkit when it does get dark and when it does get bumpy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, without a doubt. It's that, that, that's when they are the, the, for the tough conversations and yeah. the, the shop. The principles itself that, that I was just having a chat about there, really, they're split into three different areas, really. And um, the first ones are sort of about building that trust and that credibility. Then they're split into that sort of one to nine. And then from principle sort of 10, because there's 30 of them in that book that you were saying, the, the, the middle section of principles, 10 to 21, are about influencing and uh, you know gaining cooperation and just connecting in the right way with people. And then the, the last lot... Are very much about coaching and leading so it's just picking a lot, a lot of businesses and a lot of sort of business leaders really the way that they use them is if they've got that tough conversation like you said if things are a bit rough they would look at them and say right which one of these are going to help me get through it and quite honestly I have to be honest like I use them constantly I'm not very good at it sometimes because it's hard 
you know, instinctively, I'm a ginger-haired drama queen. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's all about me. Oh, I can't believe that person's done that to me. How about my feelings and how I feel? So, like, like that's what I really want to do, and I want to chuck myself on the floor and have a paddy. But actually, is that going to get me anywhere? Is that going to help that other person? Absolutely not. So for me, that, that biggest learning is looking at those principles and saying, which one can I use to get this person in front of me to where they need to be rather than, you know, take myself out of it. Just it's not about me. If someone does something, you know, if an email's sent and it's a dodgy email and I'm like, how dare they? It, the range. Yeah. And I'm like, dig, dig, dig. like we all have that feeling, don't we? Right. You've had it. You've had it now. <laughs> and and actually that quick fire email, you know, like like everyone says, take that breather, but not only just take the breather and actually say, if I took myself out of this, what would that be about? And quite often it's about somebody else's own insecurities lighting up the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like it's often a cry for help as in I'm under pressure, I'm struggling, I can't do this. Okay, what? who do I need to be then to help that person on, at the back of that email? Because they're obviously having a bad day. And are they, am I going to make them let me have a bad day? Probably for about five minutes while I go to the room and scream into a pillar and then I'll deal with it. But, yeah, so it's, yeah, I have to stop myself having a tantrum. What, 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 oh. Obviously, apart from that, what you've just said, you know, it's not about you. Yeah. What is that? Is that or is there another key mantra that you absolutely swear by? out of the out of Dale Carnegie what would you what would you say that that's my go-to mantra that keeps, yeah. that keeps me sane that keeps me going what is it yeah it would be it's not about you and the other one is I remember once we have um, a gentleman in our team right and uh, he you know when you were talking earlier uh, about you know that person that's sort of like God right this is a man of faith in our team and I love this guy talk about connective relationship he's just amazing he's a gentleman called Nathan McNeil I'll give you a name drop and uh, embarrass him and uh, actually we all mentor each other in our business so it's not just got one person for we, we all work together and at this point Nathan was mentoring me so I'm talking him through my sales pipeline and being from a sales background you guys all know it's like that right so when you when you're up here you're like thinking <laughs> just so good and then when you're not you're like oh it's it's, there's every tom dick and harry excuse as to why and then you have to stop yourself from making it right and take control well i'm having a really good whinge to nathan about this and just after about after ages and ages he just he just stood up he didn't say anything because he's a really good listener he just stood up and he just went do you know what kirsty you just need to get over yourself and just like walked out and i was like and usually I get this like really in-depth, like sort of preaching, lovely, like support and nurturing response from him. And the shock of him just saying, just get over yourself. I was like, <gasps> and then that was about four years ago. And when I got out of my own way and I got over myself and realized, again, it's not about me, really. It was just, it just made wonders for everything. Yeah, I just went and I think. Yeah, that for me was just a massive moment. So I have a little voice in my head like we all do. If you don't, you're, you're fibbing. A little voice that just basically said, it'll just say, Kirsty, it's not about you, get over yourself. And it's just, yeah, okay. And I can move on then, really. So that would be for me. I think on a world, on, a, on an organisation-wide, we have a we have lots of them because we're, we're like that, really. So there's loads like all in and you dailed it. 
which is hilarious. It's the most cheesy thing I've ever known. <laughs> but it's good fun, yeah, because we all have a joke about it. So it's just good laugh, like globally, and everyone knows that globally. So you nailed it all in. Oh my goodness, there's absolutely I could go on forever. Well, there's so many famous quotes. Obviously, we talked earlier about Franklin D. Roosevelt, Edison. Yeah, obviously, you know, these are the quotes that we all look at on social yeah. media. On yeah. Feeds, yeah. On, on, they come up time and time again. They are so, absolutely timeless. You know, there's so many yeah. ones. So I can just imagine that all of your, all of your home, all of your journals, all of your everything just be yeah. around with inspiration and and, and I'll tell you what Helen I'll get in and Lauren I'll get you if you like if you like a like a little quote we've got we published a Dale Carnegie scrapbook Ooh, um, yeah and it, so what happened where is so Dale Carnegie has got a daughter called Donna Carnegie and Donna were I think I think I'm telling this right so if anyone from Dale Carnegie listens to this and I've got it wrong you can feel free to correct me but I think they were clearing out their house their family home and they found all Dale Carnegie's interview notes you know when he'd gone to interview lots of successful people of that time and uh different quotes and his ideas and it was like in a big chest scrap box uh, scrapbook journals and stuff so they've pulled it all together and they put it all into a, a scrapbook yeah. scrapbook so i will get you one of those if you like one Send it across. It'd be good. But like, like you said, uh, Helen, yeah, you'll see them all over people's walls now. So if life gives you lemons, make lemonade and all that kind of stuff, that's Dale Carnegie. So I think it's just, yeah, if you, you, my, my mother-in-law's uh, wall was like, if your life gives you lemons, like make a gin and tonic and stuff. And I'm, it's just funny worth looking at it because you just think, oh my goodness, like that's in the book. <laughs> One of our principles is if you're wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. Do it with a bit of passion, you know, say to them, I'm so wrong. I really, really messed up. I'm sorry I hurt you. Where can we move forward? How can we get get past this and, and move on? Uh, I think that's that's the real power in vulnerability, isn't it? You know, having that bravery and that confidence to have that conversation again with somebody else because we're, we're only human. If you're going to work on being a human, then let yourself be a human sometimes. Everybody messes up. Yeah, embrace that humanity, isn't it? Because it's a massive one for me. I wrote about it in a blog post a couple of years ago. I randomly did this challenge to stop drinking for 28 days. Just thought, I'll just give me liver a break. It's been a busy summer. It was a cracker, but it, I was like a pickle. And it kept going. It kept going for like six months, then it was 12 months. Now it's been over three years. And one of the big things that came out of that wow. learning was I really don't mind when people make mistakes because I make tons, tons. But I really have a low tolerance for people who can't hold their hands up and apologise. Yeah. And it's that, it's that principle. It's that yeah. apologize quickly and sincerely. Do not wait because, you, first yeah. of all, you might not get another chance. And yeah, the without thing, a doubt, yeah. It's stuff, I think, in, 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 a, in a team, in a partnership, and this is where personal development, business, relationships, family, all of this. Yeah. It's a case of it eats you up, makes the other people, other person feel like shit. Yeah. Just stand up and go, didn't do that well. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's your recovery. It's like when you're training, you know, like when we did that, you guys did that lockdown, that running Helen and stuff. Apparently, your fitness is not based on how fast you run, it's how fast you recover. Mm-hmm. So if you run a mile and you can recover and ready to go again quickly, then you've, you've got it, you're there, and it's the same. So, you know, you have an argument with your, with your partner at home. Okay, everyone has arguments. It's completely normal. It's human. We're all stuck in boxes. But have the argument and it's your ability to recover afterwards it's your ability to say sorry how fast can you say sorry and how fast can you make it better and it's again with businesses okay it's, i've messed up this has gone wrong 
what do you need to do to make it right? So, yeah, without a doubt, it's just that recovery time. Yeah, I always say that, Kirsty, when people say to us and we say, oh, it's all right for you and Lauren. Well, no, it's not all right for me and Lauren because we're human and we're business owners and we mess up as well and we struggle and we have challenges and we have down days and we have the, the times when we can't necessarily be bothered even though we're motivated we can't always be bothered like what are you going to do like criticize us to the hills no we are we are human as well yeah. but the thing is we recognize these issues we recognize our blockages our obstacles our challenges yeah. and i always say we we have them but our response time is a lot less we don't sit on the potty pity potty anymore you know yeah. wiping our tears away we respond and we respond yes. effectively yeah good yeah, good for you. No, it is, and it's difficult. One kicks the other and pulls them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're also good at a tag team as well. We always say, "Are you, you going to?" I'm tagging you in now. You you can have this boxing yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like we, it. We don't even sometimes like consciously do it. Like mm. it's something like obviously we've, we've all been working from home for what feels like you know forever now. Yeah. And then we have our normal Zoom calls. And uh, I'll be like that to Helen. Oh, I put makeup on today. Oh, I didn't. I'm like, one of us, one of us will find I just think, as well, having people, it's such a bit like, again, it's a whole, it's another conversation for another hour, but having people around you in your business, oh, having yeah. cheerleaders around you in your circle yeah. of influence, having a real like understanding of when I'm around this person, I criticize more. Um, more negative yeah but when I'm around people um I'm much more solution orientated and I can put my hand up and say that was a that was a screw up so yeah. all of that awareness is just yeah it's huge yeah so important we talk quite often about someone being your safety net so when things are going a little bit wrong and you feel like you're going to fall how do you get someone's catch you really in that respect and yeah and so what kind of person you know do you, I think the, the, the question is number one who do you want to be around as well so who who makes you that solution focused person brings out the best in you but and a, a good question is to again go back to yourself and say what am I doing for the people or are the people feeling good when they've experienced me at any point whether that's whatsapp whether that's over a messenger whether it's face to face am I how am I showing up for the people because we can't expect other people to show up great for us if um, people don't feel good you know off the back of being with us and then also yeah it's just it's just understanding like if not what what can I do to change that really and if I look at my safety net within our organization and someone that really pushes me and really it just knows when to push and to drop back and he doesn't drop back much because he knows I just need shoving quite a lot of the time you know it's one of our our directors is a guy called Mark, Mark Fitzmaurice. Some people have experienced and worked with him because he's got white hair and he's about as old as Dale Carnegie. <laughs> Hello, Mark, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I absolutely love him to bits. And I think one of the biggest driver of standards and the pushes and the safety nets behind our business, if I do something wrong, just catches me and goes, let it go. Do it again. Come on, off we go again. And it's okay. Here we go again. So, yeah, I think the safety net part is so important if you're going to want to be that person that shows up in the right way for the people as well. Totally. Yeah. I haven't read that book in years, and I'm genuinely like, I just want to go and open the book again and reread all the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, have, have you got a golden book, Lauren? Have I got what, sorry? Have you two got a golden book, a mini version? I have. No? I've got yeah. an e-version of it, yeah. 
Oh yeah, we've got e-versions. Yeah, I can send them. Yeah, you can send them your people if you if they want to see it after this as well. It's just like a oh, yeah. a quick win. We all principles in and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I think I think everybody should dig in and out of this. Yeah, you you have it on your desk all the time, don't you? I, I do. I do always yeah. look at it. it you know, yeah, you can't. It's same as anything. I mean, Kirsty is well rehearsed in it and, and well practiced in it all. But you can just adopt one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't have to. It comes down to that, doesn't it? You don't have to change everything. No. You don't have to change the world and don't expect too much of yourself in that way. But if you can just start yeah. on that one thing and yeah. start practicing it and what I love about this and the whole Dale Carnegie history is the fact that all of these principles were developed weren't they from his own learnings yeah yeah actually sit down and critique and and self-review himself on his week on his interviews on his yeah. work missions and things like that on how he could improve so these are all derived off the back of what he used to do and how he used to conduct yeah. himself he's not a preacher he was a he was a pra practitioner yeah um, without a doubt yeah I think that's yeah. I think that's so valuable when you when you understand that and I think yeah. it, it holds so much more respect I think so it does it's been an absolute pleasure I hope you're going off now and making some Yorkshire puddings for the afternoon well I was going to but we're not having a roast now we're having oh. prawn and chorizo pasta oh nice I know I know oh, I'm yeah. just like <laughs> in a superwoman here <laughs> I'm definitely not <laughs> Yeah, so and then guys, I'm not about to put some Aunt Bessie's in. <gasps> I, know. I, mean, I, know. I know. No, that's like, that's literally swearing. To, to, to Yorkshire girls as well. When we, get, yeah. when we get out of lockdown, one of the first things Helen's going to do when she when we're allowed to you know, be in the same room and hug and get together again is Helen's going to swipe right past me right past the newborn and just go puddings girls that's what we're on <laughs> oh yeah oh gosh yeah because you're gonna be in a lockdown baby aren't you yeah yeah but you know there's worse places we could be we're safe there now. is there and, is and if you'd asked me that question four days ago helen what response would kirsty have got um a different one <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you know, yeah. a more emotionally charged one yeah Aww. again it's not about me it's about the greater good but this is the thing this it, it is just so mad that when we get our head and our focus in the right place in business how much that transfers into other things in life oh, massively massively yeah without yeah. a doubt yeah and and, and it, you're in charge of it every day so it's Forgiving yourself for the days that that aren't right, that's fine. We're human, yeah. but then equally saying, right, I'm in charge of this, which is really tough and it's hard to do. But if you're in charge of it, then you're in control of it. And if it, it sort of never got to stop, really. So many things that are accessible now. You know, you guys do your podcast and listen to that. That's really, I have that. It pings up when you when you when you and you guys do it. I love it. I just want to talk back to you. Sometimes I talk. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, I think that as well. And I'm, you can't even hear me. Oh, um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it is. It's, it is, and it's doing stuff like this good for you guys and and, and getting people connected and you know because it just boosts you, doesn't it? You know when you're having a bit of a and especially in a week at five o'clock, that's cracking. People coming out at that time. It is. It's boosting people, and I'm guessing it boosts you as well when you're when you're doing it and speaking to everybody else 
Well, we're all for we're all for spreading that positivity and spreading that hope as well. And particularly that this is why we wanted the the lockdown lives to be so prominent and consistent because people are up and down and get into that stage where you know, we're thankful for every more five for the five minutes that we're seeing on a on an evening that's lighter. Yeah, we're taking the small steps into spring for hope and for for fresh new beginnings and yeah. everything that we can bring to the table in terms of of positivity connectivity and inspiration and bringing people on like yourself Kirsty is, is just absolutely fundamental you to make that happen. do a really so good that. job the other thing is as well before I go is I like right. a visual so a top tip for me would be when I'm on the calls a visual to say like how do I want to show up hmm. and I love this so this is my this is my visual for today that I picked because I think you guys represent this and you guys have got it naturally but some people don't is this so this is Alice in Wonderland yeah and um the reason why I have that is because it reminds me to be curious and you guys are really good at being curious so when we're asking people questions and finding out more and just tips for salespeople have something that reminds you to be who you want to be on that call and it's and it's curiosity so you guys are really good at that so I picked my Alice in Wonderland mug today for you guys and I'll stop chucking coffee everywhere now but thank you for having me as well brilliant thank you so much and Thank you, everyone, for all of your engagement. Thank you, Casey, for taking part in this. It's been amazing. And we look forward to engaging with you all very soon. Thank you. Thanks, all. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope that you enjoyed that and hope that you resonated a lot with those personal experiences there. If you have any questions about coaching and how you can benefit from engaging myself, Lauren, or anyone from the HEW team on a personal level or within your business integration, then do not hesitate to contact us via the website, which is www.helpingentrepreneurswin.org. Look forward to hearing from you. As always, if you've enjoyed this, please share it to any of your Instagram stories on social media, leave us a five-star review or come to us directly with any of your feedback, comments or queries. Have an amazing day and thank you for being our listeners.